Hey, y'all. Welcome to this week's episode. Uh, it seriously is so much fun, and it's actually all about money. Um, I know sometimes talking about money is not fun. Um, I've definitely felt that way in the past. Um, and so my guest this week makes it really fun to just chat about money and budgets, like how to create one that's actually flexible, um, how to have a budget spend and save all at the same time, some things you should do before you even try to create a budget. Like it's just awesome. Um, and actually both looking at it personally and as a business owner, like her strategies are just fantastic. So um, if that's something you're interested in learning a lot more about, grab a glass and let's chat. Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, this week, I'm chatting with Allie Williams. She's the founder of Financially Focused, and so I'm so excited for the topics we're going to talk about. So thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I could talk about money literally all day, so I'm very excited <laughs> to uh, dive into the topic that no one really wants to talk about except right. me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. I mean, it's so funny. Like, I mean, money is just, it's amazing the, I don't know, like, feelings it evokes, you know, and just like yeah. the stress it can bring or the happiness. Like, it's just like such a wide range of emotions oh with it. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I did, I did see too on your website. So you're, you went to South Carolina, right? You yeah. never South Carolina? Yeah. Okay. I went to LSU. So okay. our football teams SEC. play against each other. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm still in South Carolina. Like I live in South Carolina, I'm born and raised in New York and then went to school, um, down here and then got my undergrad down here, MBA. And then I'm just stuck now. So <laughs> well, yeah, you just bought a farm. So yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Yeah, now I'm just here. <laughs> That's awesome. So do y'all have any plans to like income producing from the farm or it's just like we no, want this property? We I like just hate neighbors. Like I know that's really like mean <laughs> to say, but like I don't want to hear anyone or see anyone. Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear your dog or music or, you know, like I just I've done that right. for so many years and like I've always, you know, I haven't had a lot of space. So um, no, the previous owner had cows. Mm. Um, and there's actually a ton of like trees there, like, um, like peach trees and pears and grapes oh. and stuff that were there that like my father-in-law is very excited about. So we'll probably have like a garden or, you know, different things like that, but nothing. Yeah. My goal is to rescue all the dogs. That's really <laughs> my, <laughs> it's my life goal. So my husband knows now we have land to start like fostering and adopting all of the dogs. So. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> dogs are the best. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, cool. Well, yeah, and you got your champagne. So yes, that's, thank okay. you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, yeah, yeah, and I'm like, it's I love like Thursday afternoons where I just get to like sip champagne and talk. So my, <laughs> like, my husband today was like, um, who's sending you? We can't, you know, came today and he got <laughs> right. it. He's like, um, who's sending you wine? And I was like, I don't know, but this is amazing. And then I like <laughs> opened it and I was like, 
thank you. This is so great. I was like, what a great package to get on like a Thursday, you know? Right. Yeah. Like end of the week. We can just, yeah, yeah totally. I love it. Well, yeah. Well, before we dive into fun money topics, um, I'd love to hear, like, I didn't know you, like right before we hopped on, you said you started as a blog. So I'd love yeah. to just like hear, you know, how your journey, how you got to what you're doing today. Yeah. So I started as a blog in, gosh, I think 2017. Um, and it was really just me sharing like my journey at that point, you know, I was interested in money, obviously that's where I am now, but I saw a lot of like, I couldn't find someone who was really doing what I wanted to do, which was, I was 21 years old. So, you know, or when I first started the money journey, I was 21 in 2017, I wasn't 21. I wish I was. Um, (laughs) but you know, I was trying to find someone who like, didn't just tell you to, cut everything and like, yeah. you know, go crazy with debt payoff. And I, cause I was, you know, when I graduated college, like I said, I was 21 and I'm like, I can't just like give up everything at 21 years right. old. <laughs> like it's just not going to happen. Um, and even now at 30, I'm still like that. So I just started a blog to share my journey and like what I was trying to do and just some money tips and things I learned along the way as a 20 something year old, just to see if it helped anyone. And then from there, it just kind of evolved into a business. I had a ton of people, you know, reaching out like, okay, this sounds like, you know, seeing what I was doing, like, okay, this sounds amazing. Like, how are you doing this? Um, I got my MBA in finance. And so I started coaching one-on-one, which I loved. Then my you know schedule got really hectic. So I started my group program, which I also loved. Um, and now I'm changing it into a more um, like mix of like self-paced plus coaching just to kind of grow in my schedule changes. I have a toddler. <laughs> it's just like time for calls all the time. We're just, right. you know, it's just hard to fit in like all the coaching calls. So this allowed me just to help people. I've ran my group program nine times, um, nice. before now changing it, changing the format a little bit. So I know it works. I trust it. You know, I've mm-hmm. gotten feedback over the years from it. So yeah, I, I love talking about money. Um, I'm like the weirdo who like wants to share like how much I'm saving or how much debt people paid out, like all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I so, think yeah. it'll help, you know, the more we're able to talk about it in a way like that, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, it's just crazy. Like we talk about everything with people these days. I mean, between social media and mm-hmm. this life, like we're open about like our relationships and other drama and our sex lives or whatever, you know, or like, like, I've seen people like, you know, I'm like, Oh, I'm six diameters die, you know, centimeters dilated. I'm like, Whoa, that I don't need to know that. Right. Like we share literally everything. But if you say like, I have credit card debt or something, it's like, Oh oh God, you don't say that out loud. You know, (laughs) or like, I'm trying to say, I mean, even like I posted, you know, about buying the farm, a 24 acre farm. And I had people message me like, you must be rich. And I'm like, <laughs> I wish I was rich, but no, I saved for three years yeah. and also was intentional. So I might, you know, like had a plan that worked like this, this didn't just happen. It was intentional that right. I could get to this <laughs> point. Like I wish I made a million dollars. I don't come anywhere near close, you know, close to that. <laughs> and I, so it's not, you know, oh, wow, you must it's have a lot of money. It's like, no, I, this took years and this took a strategy and a plan. And if I can do it, everyone can do it. Like I'm no one special when it comes to finances, you know, if I can do it, everyone can do it. It just takes like being open about it and like creating a plan that actually 
you can stick to. And it isn't, you know, just like beans and rice every day. Cause I would never do that. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's last. not even worth, you know, living just. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would never last. Um, yeah. So, like when you say creating a flexible plan that you can actually stick to, like, where do you have people start? You know, like what's yeah. like probably the common place of like, okay, this is where you need to start this, is where you need to go. Yeah. So normally people always say that, you know, you, people think probably like start with your budget, but really there's steps you have to do before because or else you're going to just be guessing with your numbers and you're never going to stick to it. So <laughs> right. The first step I always say is what I call money audit and it's not fun. And I say that to all of my like clients, I'm like, it's literally the worst part, but <laughs> it's the only way to know, you know, where your money's currently going. So that means you track your expenses for a month, or if you use like a credit card, you know, you're going through your statements, you're mm-hmm. literally tracking like everything you spend. Um, of course, like, fixed expenses you don't have to necessarily worry about because like your rent or mortgage probably isn't changing, but Mm -hmm. you know, just being aware of like your subscriptions, how much you're spending at Target or Amazon or Starbucks or, you know, take out all that stuff. Um, You know, how much debt do you really have? If you haven't checked, like what is all of your debt? What are the interest rates? What are the minimum payments? How much do you have saved? How much, like just a picture of your current financial state. And then once you do that, then you can start seeing like, okay, this is what's going on right now. You know, what are my goals? And then you set a budget. So budget is kind of like, like in my program, budgeting is module four. There's three other modules we do first before we get to a budget (laughs) Um, because it just, there's things we need to like, we need to know what's going on first. So that's something I always say, you know, to do first. And then of course, with your budget, you know, you're just because you track your expenses doesn't mean you have to cut it, cut anything. Like if you're mm-hmm. able to reach your goals and still go spend $200 a month at Target, like I don't really care. Right. <laughs> um, that I don't, that's what I always like say to people is like, just because I'm telling you to track something, I, I just want you to be aware of your money. I'm not necessarily going to tell you, you have to like cut everything you enjoy. I mean, that's the part that makes your budget not realistic if you cut it because you're probably just going to spend the money anyway. And then you're scrambling to like figure out how to fit it in later, you know, into your budget because you're going to do it anyway. So um, first do the money audit. And then from there, you use that to based on your real numbers to, you know, to create your budget. You know, of course, there's things that if you're really focused on paying off debt, you might have to reduce some expenses or temporarily reduce it, but it doesn't mean it has to be that way forever. So maybe right now you're going to Starbucks seven days a week and maybe you cut it down to four. You know? right. like, it doesn't mean you can't go. It just means, hey, maybe we don't go every single day or yeah. we limit it a little bit so that you can have extra money to put towards savings or debt or investing or anything else you're trying to do. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And it's so true. You know, I mean, you can still enjoy these things that we like, but maybe just pull back a bit, you know? Um, And I love too. like, so I feel like this could be used in personal life and also business, right? Like you Mm -hmm. use the same strategy, like for your business, if you're wanting to save or, you know, more, you know, actually create a budget, (laughs) track your numbers. Totally. Yeah. I always say like, especially when I work with like entrepreneurs or business owners, which I have in my program a lot is, you know, you need your personal budget, obviously, and then you still need a business budget. And yes, you might have an accountant or a bookkeeper, which is wonderful, but you still need to know as the business owner, you know, where your money's going and reviewing your expenses. And, you know, are there subscriptions you signed up for personally or in your business that maybe you don't use anymore? Or maybe you can get 
um, negotiate a better rate or if you pay in full, you know, you get a discount or something like that. And then keeping track of like where your money's actually going in your business instead of just, oh, I spent, you know, $5,000 in expenses for the month. Like, okay, but like, where did that go? (laughs) Like, where is that going towards? And same thing in your personal life, like is where is your money going? And it's super important to know that for your personal expenses and also your business expenses. Yeah, totally. Like the other day I got like a, and I don't know why I haven't seen it recently, like an auto renew for like my iTunes. I was like, what the, what is that? And so I went in and it was like some yeah. subscription that I haven't even used that I've been paying for $9.99 for I don't even know how many months. I'm like, damn it. And so I had to like go through the whole iTunes thing, remembering my Apple ID, which is a nightmare, <laughs> but like. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I always, subscriptions, I always tell people to start with because there usually is, if you haven't reviewed subscriptions recently, there's probably something you're paying for that you just don't know you're paying for Mm because it's like $7 or $5 or 10, you know, and you're like, don't even really think twice about it. But if you have a few of those, it adds up and over a year, it adds up and over five years, it adds up. Totally. Definitely important to look at. Um, Are there any like specific apps that you love for like tracking your budget or creating your budget or anything like that? So for personal use, no, I'm like, I like, like spreadsheets is like my love language. So <laughs> I love spreadsheets. So I use that. I've tried phone apps for like my personal budget, but like, I just feel like it doesn't categorize things right. And then I'm having to go in and change things. And then it just sends me like 75 notifications. It's just hard. Right. I mean, some people love them and that's totally fine. Um, I like spreadsheets, which is what I like use. And then I have like worksheets that some people like, but business, I have a spreadsheet as well for myself, like a, just a business budget. And then Mm -hmm. I use QuickBooks for like my, you know, actual like bookkeeping. Cause I just Mm -hmm. do it. And then I have an account file taxes. Um, but yeah, I'm like a spreadsheet. I just like to have control. I have control issues. And so <laughs> I need to like be the one like inputting things. Um, I just think it helps me stay accountable to, to like actually check it with phone apps. I feel like I don't check things as uh, like as often because mm-hmm. um, I'm like, oh yeah, it's just doing it for me. And then <laughs> I'm not the one like actually like entering the numbers and seeing what's going on. But I know some people like Mint and some other ones, I just never, I just never like really got into the phone app yeah. budget life. Uh, yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, I don't know. My father-in-law, he'll come visit sometimes and he'll just be on his phone and he'll like order things and he's got all these apps and I'm like, I just need a computer. Like, it's too yeah. hard for me to sit there and try Like, I get so frustrated on the phone. Yeah, that's how I feel. I'm like, I just need to just like, I ha- and I like it because I use Google um, sheets for everything. Mm-hmm. And like I use and all my programs, like all the templates are Google sheets, but like, I like it for personal use too. Cause if I'm on a different computer or like, if I wanted, my husband wanted to look at our budget, even though he never looks at it, but if he did <laughs> want to look at it, you know, it's there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like not tied to my computer technically. I mean, it's on my computer, but, um, I like that. I can kind of just like look at it from wherever. <laughs> yeah, no, it's awesome. And it's like a real time, live document, you know? Yeah. I love that too. Um, okay, cool. So they, people go through the money audit, they figure out, you know, like, okay, spending this year, I had 20 subscriptions. I didn't know about blah, blah, blah. Then how, like, do they take that knowledge? And then that's how they are able to pay off debt, save and spend all at the same time. Or like, how does that start to work? 
So once you do your money audit, you'll look at all of your, you know, all of your numbers. You'll have, you'll see where everything's going. You'll see your total debt. You'll see, you know, how much you have saved kind of your overall just picture. Um, and then from there you decide like, okay, if my income is, let's say, say I get paid weekly and just to keep it simple, I get paid a thousand dollars a week and my expenses, you know, currently my fixed and variable, what I spend in a month or in a week, let's say is $700. So you make a thousand, you're spending 700, you have 300 left over for that week. Is that enough? You know, currently, is that enough to, you know, allocate to debt payoff and savings based on your goal. So like if you have nothing saved, maybe your first savings goal is a basic emergency fund. Maybe your first goal is just hitting a thousand dollars and then hitting one month of expenses. You know, you kind of like stagger it. You don't have to set the goal like, oh, I'm just going to save $10,000 like right away. Like, cause that just sounds overwhelming. If you have $0 saved, right. you're like, how the heck am I going to now save 10,000? Or if you have like, you know, like, like we talked about, I just bought a house. So maybe you want to, maybe you have your emergency fund, but they're going to try to buy a house in two years. Like you kind of know, you figure out like your goals, like around what you're trying to save. And then maybe you have credit card debt, or maybe you have no high interest debt and you just have, you know, student loans. So it really just depends on kind of like what debt you have, how much debt. And then from there, if that $300 isn't enough and you're like, okay, like I need it to be at least 500 for me to start allocating to different things then you go back into your expenses and you're starting to like, what can I, you know, cut even temporarily. Um, like I used to get my nails done like every two weeks and it was so expensive and I cut it when I was paying off debt. And honestly, I haven't added it back just because I genuinely just don't care. Anymore. <laughs> but like for some people, that's something they really enjoy. So maybe they, instead of going every two weeks, you go once a month or you just do it quarterly to treat yourself while paying off debt. Like you kind of just start making adjustments. Your budget's never going to be perfect. And it's definitely not going to be perfect the first time you do it, but you're going to use those real numbers, you know, to start creating your budget. Cause a lot of times, especially with food, I mean, food is the category I'd say 90% of people struggle with in mm -hmm. some way, including myself. Um, but if you like keep telling yourself like, Oh, I only spend a hundred dollars a week on groceries. But then you actually look at your numbers and you're consistently spending $300 a week. It's like, well, <laughs> you know, if you're budgeting 100 and you're spending 300 every week, like you're never going to be able to even remotely stick to your budget. Um, so then you need to either decide is is 100 realistic and you're just going over because you haven't been tracking or, you know, should you make it? 200 or 250 and maybe try to decrease it a little bit, but, mm -hmm. you know, be more realistic on the numbers. So it takes time to get, you know, that budget where you want it, but you're going to use your money audit and then what goal, you know, what your goals are, at least for now. Um, you know, if, if I always say like, what's keeping you up at night, what's causing you the most anxiety. And if it's the fact that you have $0 saved, it's like, okay, well, even if you have debt, you should still be saving, you know, something, even if it's, $25 a month or $50 a month, you know, just building that habit of saving. So you'll use your numbers to then, you know, start developing this budget that you'll kind of keep adjusting until you get it where you, where you want it to be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. It's so true. And like, <laughs> I kind of laughed to myself when you just talked about the groceries, cause we do like our big grocery runs. And so for yeah. the longest time, like I was like, okay, this is what our budget is. And then I go and kind of did a money audit. This was a few years ago. I should, I need to do this again, but I just, and then I saw all like 
the little trips to the grocery store that were outside of like the big one, you know, like, I don't know, maybe we ran out of toilet paper, or I need a bottle of wine or something like that. And like just seeing all these little additional ones that I hadn't even thought to put in the budget. I, it was like eye opening. <laughs> yeah. And like for us, we have high, like household items. I just kind of lump into my groceries. So I'll just like change the amount when I know we have to get like a ton of like, you know, toilet paper, paper towel, shampoo, whatever, like mm-hmm. extra stuff. But then some people want it separate or you might not even like you know, you have your set budget and you forgot you're also buying like all this other stuff with it. So, you know, you have to just kind of like do that money on it first to see, you know, what, what is actually going on. And then, um, you know, I always say I'm a big believer in saving while paying off debt. I mean, honestly, there's no way I would have been able to afford or like pay for things that I've been able to pay for if I just focused on debt payoff. I mean, in my opinion, paying off debt a few months sooner doesn't like, I'd rather be in debt for an extra three months and have some savings than like pay off debt three months. That's my, I mean, some people feel differently, but out of the hundreds of budgets and things I've reviewed in the past (laughs) few years, I'd say most people, you know, expenses are always going to come up. So if you don't save for them, you're just going to put yourself back into, you know, you're going to pay off your credit card and then you're going to have to put something back on your credit card because you don't have the money. Like, you know, one of my big things is if you, if you have a dog or a pet, like you need a pet fund because I've spent, gosh, probably, I mean, at least $10,000 in the past few years with pet expenses, like, and nothing I could have predicted by any, right. um, but we were able to pay for it and it, I didn't even bat an eye. I mean, it's, it sucked to spend the money. I didn't enjoy paying it, but it didn't affect anything. It didn't change our goals. It didn't, I didn't go into debt for it. Like it affected nothing. And if I didn't have savings there, it would have been a very different story trying to, you know, get everything together. So, um, you just have to kind of look at what you value, you know, what your goals are, and then just make sure your budget, you know, is reflective of that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That makes total sense. Do you have kind of like a guideline of like how many goals, like, you know, say somebody's like, okay, I have like 10 goals. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, so they don't get overwhelmed or, you know, you try to tackle too many things at once, you know? Yeah. What's funny is like in my um, program, I literally have a spreadsheet that's called like, I have two spreadsheets that I'm not creative. As you can tell, I'm, my mind only works like on the number side, not like creativity. So all the names of all my stuff is like the just <laughs> the basics of what it is. So I have a, literally a spreadsheet that's called what to do with extra money, which is like if you get um, you know, a tax refund or bonus, like how to figure out where, where it should go. And then I have one, like how to manage multiple goals, like, you know, <laughs> super, like super basic, like names. I I'm my, that side of my brain, like doesn't work, but, um, <laughs> cause I think people forget that you can like go back and forth between goals too. Like mm. just because you want to save $10,000, like for an emergency fund doesn't mean you can't do other things in between. So, maybe first you, you, your goal is to get to a thousand. And then once you get to a thousand, you switch gears for a little, and then you pay off one credit card. And then once that's paid off, you go back to that until you hit 5,000 or whatever. And then from there you go and focus on, you know, your student loans or something like you can go back and forth, um, you know, setting kind of milestones. And that's what, you know, that specific spreadsheet helps you do. But I think it just depends. I mean, thinking funds, Um, which if you're like, what the heck sinking fund, it's just 
a specific savings account or fund for a specific goal. So for example, like travel, repairs, pets, house, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, So thinking of like your long-term goals, maybe like you start with saving for like things that might happen in one to three years. So a house or like pet, like if you have a dog, like vet bills or whatever. And then you can think like further out. Um, Debt, I always say to focus on like one debt at a time. Like, of course, pay all your minimum, like, Mm -hmm. Know, minimum payments don't like skip any of those <laughs> <But> like, <laughs> then focus on like one debt at a time so I personally always paid it by interest rate because mathematically it makes the most sense which is called like the debt avalanche method if you look it up um which is paying off debt by interest rate some people like the debt snowball method where you mm-hmm. pay it off by smallest balance but I just never wanted to pay more interest than I had to and I like paid so much that I was like, I don't want to pay these people any more money than I have. So So that would be the highest interest. You went after that first. Yeah. So like if you have credit card debt, my assumption is going to be, that's going to be, you know, what I would personally say to do first, just because your interest rate is probably like 20% on credit card debt. And it's just like wild versus like your student loans might be 5% or 3% or, you know, maybe your car is 3% or something like that, which is way less interest. So I think paying it off, you know, interest rate. And then it's just scenario doing different scenarios. Like, okay, if I have $500 left a month and I put 70% of that to debt and 30% to savings, you know, it just kind of depends on the person and figuring out, you know, what their goals are and what works best for them. And that's what I love to, I love scenario planning. It's like my favorite thing, but most people are like, that's weird, but um, yeah, it's just kind of finding that balance and each month won't look the same. There might be some months where you can throw a ton of extra to debt. And then there might be some months that you had to cash flow of, you know, you needed new breaks or I don't know, you know, something happened yeah. where you have to pay for it. So maybe you can't throw as much to debt. So it's just kind of knowing your numbers so that you can create that like flexible plan that when, when things come up, you can just make the adjustments and you're not like full panic mode of like, what the heck do I do? (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah. It makes total sense. Um, and it's like such, it's simple, not necessarily easy, I guess, but you know, like so simple, like, and I, I know people probably roll their eyes when I say that, but I always think like money gets to be easy and simple. Like this doesn't have to be complicated and it might take time to get to that point. I'm not saying this happens in, you know, overnight or even within, it might take a year. It might take, you know, to get Mm -hmm. to this point, but it doesn't have to be this like complicated process. Like it is, it gets to be simple. You just have to get to that point. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. And like, so do you have people look at their goals like monthly or quarterly just to make sure they're kind of on track and like, you know, okay, I'm making progress here. Maybe I should switch my goal like for a little bit, you know? Yeah. So I always, I like to start with quarterly, like what are things coming up in the next like three months? Cause monthly, I mean, monthly is great once you know what you're going to do, but like Mm -hmm. first you kind of need to like know what your goal, you know, what you're like, for example, like you're trying to buy a house in two years. You need to know that first. And then you would know like, okay, well monthly I need to like save $500 a month for a house or whatever, you know, so then you can kind of backtrack. So um, I always first start with like, what are things we want to do in three months? Cause that's like more of just like to wrap your head around it. Like for people, it's like, 
okay, three months sounds better, you know? Right. Um, but then I have like, okay, what are things we want to do like within this year? And then what are goals for like one to three years? Um, and then once we know that, then we kind of go backwards and say like, okay, well, if the, if we need to save, you know, a thousand dollars for Christmas in December and it's January, you know, like, okay, that means monthly, you know, then you break it down into like what you'd have to do monthly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, you know, life happens. And I think I, all my programs have always worked with people for 90 days. And I say every time, I'm like something's going to happen in these 90 days, <laughs> you know, to everyone, something happens. Um, so that gives us time to like adjust the plan because there's going to be an unexpected expense that popped up in these 90 days, or you're going to forget about something or, you know, something will happen. So you kind of then adjust at least quarterly. Um, I mean, obviously if something happened that week, you would have to adjust within that week or month, but Mm -hmm. definitely checking in, um, my approach, I like budgeting per paycheck because you check in way more often than like a monthly budget. So if you get paid weekly, you would do like pretty much a weekly budget. If you got paid twice a month, you would do, um, you know, a biweekly budget. Or if you do get paid monthly, I still recommend at least checking in weekly because it helps you be more proactive, you know, than reactive with your budget. Yeah. That's I'm always much better to be proactive than reactive. Yeah. <laughs> like in it, totally. anything really. Yeah. <laughs> Um, awesome. Okay. So kind of switching gears a little bit. Um, this is my favorite question to ask everybody on the show. Um, just because I'm a marketing nerd, but what is your favorite or most effective way that you market your business? Um, I wish I would say I'm better at marketing than I am. Cause I'm not, I'm really <laughs> bad at it. Uh, I do, like I said, that's not how my brain works. Um, for me, I just like to connect like I am on Instagram probably more than I need to be, um, <laughs> but, I, but I just love chatting with people. Like I love when people respond to my emails. I love, like I have a free course um, and I get responses like about my free course all the time. Like people email me and I just love like then hearing about people's lives. <laughs> like, talking, <laughs> like, okay, well, what are you trying to do? You know, like, how can I help? Um, and so I think for me, it's just, social media and just connections. Like I said, I started as a blog. So I feel like a lot of people who follow me, like I've had people who have followed me for three years before working with me. Like I've had mm-hmm. people who know my whole lot, you know, like they're like, I remember when this happened, you know, with my right. life, you know? Um, and it's just fun to like connect with people and just build that like true community feel. Cause I like genuinely care <laughs> about like what people are doing and their like goals in life. So um, I don't really have like, like I don't do any ads, right? Like Facebook ads or crazy paid marketing. I feel like for me, it's just been like organic marketing, I guess, or I don't know, just connections yeah. really. <laughs> I love that. I mean, it's the basis of like all really effective marketing. Like, I mean, yes, paid ads have their place, but I mean, right. I don't know some, there's such a, when it's done well organically and consistently, you know, like that's when you really can create those connections, you know, and they tell yeah. their friends and they come back and, um, you know, all of that. But you did mention your course because I'm going to put a link to it in yeah. the podcast notes. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So I have a, it's a completely free course. Um, it takes an hour to go through, but it's broken into like th- two to three minute 
like videos or mod lessons because no one can keep attention for an hour. I'm like, whenever there's like hour or two hour videos, I'm like, I'm never going to watch this. Like, I just know I'm never going to finish it. Or if it's like courses where it's like 30 hours of video, I'm like, who has 30 hours? Um, Anyway, it is called financially focused foundations and it's, They'll put the link and it's also on my website and it, it pretty much is a great place to start if you're like, okay, I know I need to do something, but I'm just like, not sure what to start with. <laughs> um, there's a few worksheets. That's really, like I said, really short videos. I've had people get crazy results from just that. Like if you're like, I don't want to pay for anything. I just want to do that. Like totally fine. Um, that's there. It's really great. I also have, um, which I can send you. I have a business finance workbook that's also free um, on there. So if you're like, I need help with both of them, like take all the free resources. That's what they're there for. Um, So that's on my website too. And it has like a basic business budget and some like business, more business budget tips. Um, But the free course, I love it. It's super easy to go through it's on teachable, like a course, you know, a paid course or whatever it would be. And it's, it's, I mean, I think it's fun. Maybe not everyone thinks it's fun, but like, <laughs> but I think it's fun to go through. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And I'm the same way, like with marketing, I'm like, you don't love marketing. Like you don't yeah. want to just like create a strategy. And they're like, no, like that is not fun at all. Like, I think it's really fun. I always, I I'm like, I start every Whenever I have my group, I first call them. I was like, you might think I'm crazy and you think this is like so stressful and boring, but I'm like, I promise by week 12, you'll be on board with me with like how fun this really is. But, you know, a lot of people just like stare at me like this girl is crazy. <laughs> like, this is not fun. This is like very stressful and causes me a lot of anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love how everybody's like so different, you know? It's yeah. Great. Um, awesome. Well, yay. We're two your favorites. Um, so you have like five quick questions about your favorite, um, activities and things. Um, so first what's your favorite book? Uh, I, the, a book I read recently is called, um, we should all, um, we should all be millionaires. Yes. Um, I read that that last year. Yeah. And that one is really good. I wish I could say I read more, but I don't. I used to read a lot. Now I have, have a toddler. A toddler. <laughs> he goes to bed. I just want to watch Netflix. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like my time to just like not pay attention to anything. So that's, what I do. <laughs> that's what I do. I totally agree. Mine are 11 and eight and I'm the same way. I'm like, yeah, I just have to zone yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your favorite thing to do to relax? Well, you might not have a lot of that with a toddler in a business, no. but <laughs> I would say it's like right now, I would say it's literally like Netflix, which, or, you know, some kind of just like a show I could just sit and not be disturbed <laughs> just like watch like binge watch a show or something like that you know that's the current state right now <laughs> <laughs> okay so that would be my next question what is your favorite thing to watch do you have anything special I think I've seen literally every crime documentary or crime show that exists and if anyone has recommendations of other ones or think I haven't seen let me know because I'm always looking for new ones but I love all crime like murder (laughs) all of those like documentaries shows and I've probably I mean there's definitely seen all of them that exist on like Netflix and all that that are good so that's definitely my favorite that's funny that's like the exact opposite of what I watch I'm like Hallmark please Hallmark like I'm like 
prepared for anything. Like I always tell my husband, I'm like, if I got taken, I could definitely get out of it. Like I know (laughs) how to like get out of being kidnapped at this point. (laughs) That's actually, that's awesome. That's a good life skill to have. My mom used to say that they would probably just like return me because I'd be too annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks thanks, mom. (laughs) Um, What's your favorite thing to drink? And it can be anything. Non-alcoholic is Dr. Pepper and alcoholic would be like a margarita, but like on the beach or something. Definitely like I want to be somewhere tropical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you're in the South, so I mean, it's yeah. always hot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very true. We, we, went down to, uh, we went down to New Orleans for Christmas this past, like a few months ago. Yeah. Because um, that's where we're from. And my kids were swimming in their outdoor pool on New Year's Day because it was like 85. <laughs> I mean, for, for like Southerners, yeah. it was like cold, but my kids, like they grew up in like you know, mountain streams. So they're like, this is awesome. I'm like, oh Oh my my God, it is so hot. (laughs) The weather like this time of year is like so bipolar. Like it was like 85 last week. And then this week's like seven, like seven, like it just goes back and forth. And I'm like, it like messes with my allergies. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) What what weather are you choosing? Like you need to pick one and stick with it. (laughs) Right. I know when we live, like my husband was on just year round allergy medicine when we were down there and he still gets it seasonally up here in the spring. Like it's about to start bothering him, but at least it's not year round anymore. So yeah. Happy about that. But yeah. Um, and lastly, where's your favorite place to travel to? Um, I've, I've been to like set probably 17 countries in my wow. life, which is really cool. I mean, all before I was married and had a kid, but you know, <laughs> for now I'd say it's just the beach. Like we thankfully, I mean, we live really close to the lake. So we're on the lake all the time during the summer, but mm. there's nothing like just a beach trip where you can just literally sit on the beach all, you know, sit yeah. on the beach all day and like not move or have any big plans. Like there's no planned activities or you just like sit and just, you know, bake in the sun. And so yes. that's like what I would love to do all the time now, but traveling, I, I studied in China for six months. Oh, wow. um, I've been all over Europe. I went to Australia is the most recent place I've been. That was a few years ago. Um, but yeah, I love to travel. It's just, you know, this season of life just doesn't allow me to right. travel really. Right. <laughs> Put on hold for a little while. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then he's not coming with me. I'm like, I will have someone watch you and then I will go. <laughs> right. It's <laughs> awesome. Well, awesome. Um, so where can everybody find you to connect with you further? Your website, social media, all that good stuff. Yeah. So like I said before, Instagram, I'm on way too much. So that's where I'm at all day. <laughs> all it's day, so fun. Day. Like it yeah, really is. I'm like like it's, it's, it's yeah. yeah. I look at my I, analytics on my website. I'm like, nobody really comes from Instagram, but I'm still going to hang out there like all yeah, day. I, just, <laughs> like, I get distracted on it and then I'm like down some weird rabbit hole, you know, right. or whatever. And then I'm like sending my husband like random posts and he's like, what are you sending me? And I'm like, oh, what I found. It's just <laughs> like, like, aren't you oh, working or? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Instagram is just financially focused and feel free to send me a DM. Let me know, you know, what you learned from the episode or anything. Like I said, I'm on Instagram too much. Um, my website has everything. It's the hub. It has like all my free resources, information about my program. It has a ton of blog posts. Cause I started as a blog, like I said, so yeah. there's a ton of old posts on there. There's literally- that makes sense now. Cause when I was looking earlier, I was like, wow, she is on top of her blog game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's 
started as a blog. So that's how, you know, if there's a ton of old posts, um, I had a gap where I like wasn't doing any because it was like, since I wasn't really just a blogger anymore, it kind of like took a back seat. And I try to post like if I have big updates or things like the house, I was like, this is gonna be way too long for an Instagram caption. So <laughs> I'm just gonna write a blog post and everyone's nosy. So they want to know like, you know, what, what I learned and what I did and people right. want to know all that information. It's <laughs> so true. <laughs> it's easier in a blog post. Um, but yeah, my website has, you know, ways, uh, everything you would need is definitely on there and that's just financiallyfocused.com. Awesome. Well, yeah, I'll include that in the podcast notes for sure. And a link just directly to the free course too. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Well, yay. Well, this has been so much fun. Yes. Thanks for chatting. Thanks for the champagne. Um, this has been a lot of fun. So I appreciate you having me on the show. Yeah. Yeah. This has been awesome. So thank you for your time and thanks for listening. Everyone we will be back next week. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed the episode and had some good takeaways. Uh, If you haven't left a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen, I would totally appreciate it. So if you have a minute, um, that would be great. If you need any free marketing tips, I've got some on my website. So feel free to head over there, um, nb.marketing, to grab them. Have a good day.